Welcome back to Ignore the Fame podcast. This is episode two of year 2020. I'm here with my recurring guest, Brandino. How's it going, Yellow? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, a new guest today, uh, Daniel. What's up, guys? Uh, You want to watch you? (laughs) What's the number count? Uh, so the two I'm people playing. watching right now, <laughs> minus <laughs> us. No, oh, there's more. There's more. More? Oh, four? Four? Four people? Yeah, there's now. more. There's a lot of people. We got two hundred and fifty thousand people watching us. Uh, Dan, yeah. you want to talk a little bit about yourself? You know, give give the people a little background. Uh, hi, my name is Daniel. I'm 21. I graduated college. I live in Mass, and uh, I'm paying my student loans. <laughs> Be like Sam. That's my life. So, talking about student loans, let's talk about Full Sail. Let's let's talk about ex- our our experience back in Full Sail. You know, we had some fun moments there. I Dude, think honestly, if I was to give Anybody honest advice about full sale? Go ahead. Like 100%, bro. I would honestly say go. I would just say go and, like, just, like, don't bullshit. Because, like, if you honestly look at the people in our class, there's a bunch of people that, like, are literally in the same boat I am and are never going to use their degree. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, like, I don't know, dude. You got to commit if you're going to commit. Oh yeah, you definitely gotta commit. I think I was talking uh, earlier with uh, our for, for anyone who doesn't know, we have a friend named Romel. He he's a photographer in New York, and I was talking to him about like just working in either film or like the creative industries, and just the job alone takes so much out of your life that you're just constantly busy. You don't you don't usually live a normal life, and I think it, that has to start in film school, where you have to really focus and put all your time and energy into like learning and being there and just in the moment of, you know, sets or just projects and all that. It, it just really requires a lot of effort if you really want it to stick in the long run. Yeah, it takes, yeah. what was it like Romel said, to, to work in this industry, you're basically selling a soul. Uh, yeah. I think you, you, you it's like half your soul, half your soul. Now you're complete, yeah, you, so but half. <laughs> you sell half, if not more, to just your entire job 24-7 and well, it's like what you do. half of it goes into the work, and then the other half yeah. of it is the product of that work. Yeah, if and that's that just the time sense. and energy. Yeah. And then, I feel like going to full. Like I, for me, I say the connections I made in Full Sail really, really, I met my lifelong friends there. Oh yeah, that's that's you know, one big takeaway too. Yeah, yeah it's it's the, it's the connections because you know like. I feel like going to college and all that. You, you're actually paying. You're paying for the connection, not most of the knowledge because you can learn most of the stuff on your own. But it's surrounding yourself around like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And that the can equipment. help. Yes, and the, the equipment. And the equipment. And the equipment oh, yeah. for the future. Yeah. So. I remember I don't know about I, you guys, but I am shooting movies like that, bro. Back then, it was like it's it really puts you in that element of being focused on what you want to do. Like when I talk to people about, I mean, sure, you don't have to go to film school, but like you're constantly 
juggling between either a job and then trying to be attached to film at the same time. And it gets very tricky where if you're just starting out, being in that kind of environment puts you in a space where you don't have to think about anything other than school and, you know, learning what it takes to make a project and meeting these other people that you generally get to spend time with. And then, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's just a good space to be in rather than trying to balance that out with like a regular life and it, you know, it becomes a deeper struggle. I feel that. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I think trying to bring, try and bring uh, one of my favorite memories or it was a fun time at least. It was, especially with you, Daniel, not compared to the Marvel Marathon that we spent for a week, but mm-hmm. it'll probably be the, the music video. Oh yeah, bro, bro, I dude, I love making that. I mean, honestly, dude, I wish that we would have had better stuff, and we would have been further developed. But that whole situation was just great. I love that whole set. It was really great. What I really like is like the commitment from it, because if nobody really knows this, but like Daniel was one of the kids and one of the guys in our class that was constantly like passionate and very eager to do stuff, and so he was the one kind of really pushing these things out that he wanted to make and you know he did it you know he was very passionate about it we all try to help as much as we can and I think that was like the huge benefit of having that like someone like that to be around and just constantly wanting to do something was like a good thing to have yeah even though would have let me do shit bro yeah yeah (laughs) just like (laughs) you know I literally made everything that I made at Full Sail on my own because Full Sail wouldn't let me make it with them yeah, it's a very, very tricky process. But that's the thing, though. Like, you had the confidence to go out there and say, I'm going to make my movie. You Assemble all the crew. resources you needed. Yeah, and, like, that's, like, the hunger and eagerness that you need. And you you really showed it, though, to be honest. Yeah. And, and that, take, that takes a lot of work out of someone trying to, you know, getting a group and getting them all on the same page. Because I remember, uh, I know Brandino mentioned this, Daniel faced on Facebook, but he forgot the name, the title. But I think the first project you try you, you were trying to make was Party Talk. Remember Party Talk? Yep, yeah, I remember Party Talk. I wrote yeah. that script. I wrote that script at like three in the morning, like super drunk. <laughs> there you go. That's where it starts. So like genuine ideas come from like spontaneous moments in life, and boom! Next thing you know, you're making something into a movie. But yeah, and it was I think it was like the first project you try to produce. Am I right, Daniel? Yep. It was one of the first, unlike, unlike, unluckily we we never completed it. But I feel like the first, like as people always say, just go out there and shoot and you learn. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like you learned a lot and you, and you realize you know what worked and what didn't work and what you need to be prepared even more for your next for your future projects. Even though we didn't even completed that project. Dude, I'm not gonna bullshit you. We started a bunch of projects that just didn't end up getting made. But honestly, I feel like them not getting made was beneficial because, like you said, I learned a bunch of shit that I was doing wrong. And if I w- if we would have made those, they sh- they would have been terrible. <laughs> so yeah, that's all the the gaining process of you know making ideas and then you know just going on to the next one. Like how did how did you feel doing that? Like going through the process of like all these ideas and from the projects you actually kind of got started. What are the biggest takeaways you see yourself and when you start to make your next movie and you decide to make your next movie? Sorry. All right. So I feel like 
honestly, I'm kind of in a situation now that I was in when I first started Full Sail, where it was, I have a bunch of ideas, but I have no way of doing anything. But the difference is, like, back at Full Sail, I could, like, like, even though I didn't know mechanically how to do anything, I knew that I could just pick up my camera and go outside if I wanted to. And I could have a bunch of people come to me, and we could just, like, make something. That's why I'm in New York, bro. But I'm getting off topic. What I'm trying to say is, <laughs> if you feel like you're stuck, I don't know. I just feel like you have to just, like, keep pushing. Because, like, if you're stuck, it's probably because you're in transition, where it's either you're going from crawling to standing up, or you're going from standing up to walking or walking to running. Mm-hmm. But that transition sucks ass. No, yeah, this is tricky now, especially when we're out of school and, you know, we're, we no longer have the resources and the people around us, like, 24-7. Exactly. And especially just trying to fit into the industry itself is, you know, it's a multitask process that you want to work, but you also want to be creative. And then trying to do both at the same time gets tricky, and depending on where you are in your, you know, your situation or what you decide to do or what your plans are and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah for for me, because about the transition, I like I will. I'm in the same same thing with you, Daniel. Like you know, you want to you want to create it and capture something, but it's not that transition phase. It's horrible. But I feel like during that transition phase, you also feel like, for me at least, like if I want to, you know, create something and like work work my butt off, you want to tell a story that you want to tell, and that's what I've been struggling with. To finding the right story, because, you know, you can just write any story, but, like, when you find a story that, you know, like, this is what I want to tell, and this is what you want to capture and, and share it to the world, that what gets you re-motivated back into, you know, talking, communicating with other people, seeing how this works, that works, and you start, you know, running the engines back, like, back when we were, like, in uh, college. But I also feel like it's also, like, a life thing, too. You know what I mean? Like, like, um... Uh, like pull stuff from stuff you know and they Mm -hmm. taught us that in school but it's just like I don't know I feel like my best work has been stuff that I either have heard like first testimony about or have actually happened to me yeah I think it roots down to something that you connect with generally or something you found that you believed in or you've had the same opinion about Uh, from what I heard a lot now that uh learning about just the producing side and like directing side, there's people who usually do stories based on something that they firmly believe in or something they've picked up in their lives that they realize, Hey, we need to do something about this. And they, they kind of embrace it with so much force that they decide to make it a passion to make this story and to tell the story to everyone who needs to see it. Hmm. Never mind just figuring out how to do that. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the biggest thing, too, is just when you have that idea and it starts to spark, then the next thing you ask is, like, how am I going to get from A to B? And then you start looking at the resources you got and, like, everything that's, you know, giving you that possibility. And that's where things kind of get tricky. And then, you know, your confidence and and your passion for it just kind of starts depleting. But I think that's all it is, is just getting comfortable into a better space that you know anything you want to make is possible. I also think, dude, like, spur of the moment things that happen you should always be trying to take advantage of because like some of my best pictures and some of the best things that like we've done like have you guys seen vape kid 
Yeah, that's how they do. We yeah. made VidKit in 24 mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, start to finish, the whole thing was... The idea until the end of the edit was in less than 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And it was on YouTube. But that moment, right? That moment when you had these people band together, that it's also the the idea, and just everyone really kind of surrounds that idea. You guys just somehow, by instinct, crack it out. And, it, and then next thing you know, you have something wonderful made, and you know, that's what you really want to do. That's like the driving force that you need after you get that spark. Because even if you don't like it when you go back to it now, it's still, you felt great about it, getting it finished then, and it's going to make you want to do something more, and you're going to continue to get better. So eventually you're going to hit that cap where it's like you can actually go back and rewatch your stuff and enjoy it. Yeah, that's one thing I realized when, like, when I, I've created, I think, three projects back in college, but looking back at like videos or the films I made I, I I like relive the memories on set and you realize yeah. like making that and he's like wow like it, it bring it brings back even though you're not there but you see what you guys created and it brings back so many good memories mm-hmm. and and it's something like I was like so I don't think people people understand until you create and then re- look at what you created and it's like just be proud with it even though it's bad or good it's something that you created with your like from scratch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and like, uh, I know some directors, they say that, you know, when they direct a film, each film, like, it's like a part of the life. They, they made this film when they, this happened of their life and they, they can always go back and they remember that, that part of their life. And I feel like that, that's the same with anything, even if, if it's a short film or a feature film or a documentary. Oh yeah. There's a lot. And it all, it's all attached to every genre. It's just based on, the reason you get it done is because you believe in it so much. And uh, you the reason you believe in it so much is because it somehow either relates to you or something you strongly believe in. So. I agree. But yeah, I think uh, as like a filmmaker in school, if you want to go back to talk, do you still want to talk about Full Sail, by the way? Or do you want to scratch it? No, 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 you can keep going. You got something yeah. to say, Brandon, you can say, yeah. No, I'm saying if you want to, okay, scratch this part. Okay. Let's go back to Full Sail. Um, in that process, like like you guys were talking about, just getting those ideas and, and feeling the urge to try to make them, what do you think is like the missing opportunity now uh, as you guys are like, you know, getting out of school, what are the things you realize re- people need the most when they get out of school? You know, what's the next step in making sure you continue making your ideas? You, you have something, Brent? Or, okay, yeah. If I was going to go back to to May 2018 when we graduated with all the information I know now what I probably would have done is since we were at full sale I'm just going to use like what's close to us but I probably would have went to the universal backlots and applied to all those. I probably would have applied to have been a photographer at Universal. I probably would have applied to have been a photographer at Disney. But I probably would have done anything I could to stay in Florida and have a film job. Mm-hmm. Because, one, then it's easy commute back to Full Sail. And if you're an alumni, I feel like it would be really easy just to get new bodies to do projects. And two... I mean, there's a lot more, like, at least personally going on in the, in Florida than there is where I live now. 
in Massachusetts as far as film work. So it's just like, I don't know. I feel like I kind of shot myself in the foot trying to help myself. You say you want to stay in more of like a fully creative environment or somewhere where it's a lot more busy? Yeah. Yeah. I would stay somewhere where your field has activity. Yeah, that's like the biggest struggle, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I would would have said the same thing. Like, um, if it was one thing, like having that that community, you know, Mm -hmm. able to like – get an idea three two in the morning and knowing another person's up and te- shooting them a text calling them like hey i got an idea let's see if we, let's see if we can run with it and yeah. and able to find a crew in, in less than a day and not yeah. not in a week or a month that you know hey you want to come over boom 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 because in reality a film only takes like what two two to three days to shoot so and not- even if it's trash you can still use it as an animatic yes it goes even further it's just a spec like it can be something small that you do on the spot or just something you originally made that didn't come out great but now guess what it's a step one for something else that you want to make even better exactly which daniel's saying that is like what like i feel like after we graduated we 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 all just left everyone just left oh yeah it was fast and and it was like every every day someone left, like even just right after graduation. It, I think like... everybody left because like that was the smartest decision in the moment. Because in the moment, when, when you think about it, everybody we know pretty much went home. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like do or die at that point. You're there. Some people manage to stay and try to you know work in Florida. Dude, I um, tried to stay for a year, but I just. Oh yeah, it I gets... don't know, dude. I couldn't. I couldn't make it stick, and then I just had to come home. Yeah, it gets but I kind of wish I wouldn't have come home, dude. Which that's that's, 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 I was saying like if maybe like if seriously if we all just stayed maybe like another three months, being in the same area, I feel like there could have been some great dope content we could have created. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. because we all just left. And like right, right after graduation. Dude, that's why like, I'm really excited for New York. I really want to do this documentary, bro. Oh yeah, this... oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's yeah, about you guys that. want to make it New York, yeah. All right, all right, all right. So pretty much like what we were talking about in the group chat, and what Jason was kind of saying is, I kind of want everybody to like record their going to New York part, but I'm probably only gonna have people like help me shoot whatever's going on. Like if Romel's doing a photo shoot, like I'll probably ask you guys to help me record, so we'll have multiple angles. Yeah, be like BTS. But, like, I always, yeah, I, I pretty much always want like everybody doing something and then everybody else shooting BTS for everything. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just make it into a huge doc. Yeah. yeah. What is it generally? What do you guys want to do? Is there like a specific thing you guys wanted to shoot or? Which, which I mean, I the doc is going to be my movie, <laughs> but I also want to take pictures. So. Yeah, I feel like I, f- I understand where Daniel's coming with with the documentaries basically it's like lifelong friends after two years we haven't seen each other for almost two years the entire group mm-hmm. so coming all of us like coming and recollecting everything back to like main not main based new york but based in new york city mm-hmm. and showing us like you know tra- our travels there and then like our our reaction emotion of being back and just having that group atmosphere we had back in college Mm-hmm. It's something like even even I would like to look back as like wow that that was a fun time we were in New York. 
Oh, I got you. Yeah. Definitely document the moment of like coming together. There's that emotion of like not seeing each other for, for like a long time. I feel it. And then one year in New York City, which is like one of the largest places to see. So it's something you want to capture. Yeah. There's so much we can do in New York too. Oh, yeah. I bet there's like, I don't know, it's just like a very large one scenic area. There's so much creativity there. Dude, there's New York is like a there. playground. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff to do. It's endless. Brand, I got a question. Brand, are you planning to go or? I may or may not be able to go, uh, depending on, you know, the tensions right now. As many people may know, there's some kind of limits on traveling that people warn you not to do. So I might be there if I can. Um, if it's not the travel restrictions, it's more like the money too. Uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff in June, unfortunately. Uh, so my friends are like, let's go do this and let's go do that. So, you know, money's kind of an object. But if I can really squeeze out a good chunk to get everything there or to get all my stuff over there, then uh, I'm I'm down. It just uh, depends on the timing. Well, if it's a money issue, like, let us know because I'm sure that if everybody worked a little bit harder, we would find a way to pull that out. No, no, yeah. But I mean, it's all good. I mean, it's not like I can never go, too. That's the other thing is like maybe I can't go this time, but I'd be able to go like later because for sure, I'm yeah, going at some point. it's been two years. Yeah. You don't know you when guys, the next one's going to be. But you guys could be there for like a little while, like maybe at least like a couple months afterwards. And by, by then, I'll hopefully have some cash to like squeeze in. And I think it's it might be like a, a chance to see you guys because like i'm probably the one that has to travel the longest and uh you know if i manage to ask for like a weekend sometime in the future it could work but that's the we'll funny see. thing brandino well we only have two friends in the entire friend group that live in the west coast we all all the rest of us live in the east coast exactly yeah so. <laughs> it's a struggle well i mean i wish i could like do anything to like get you guys wherever like if i decide to take everyone and go to Hawaii or we decide to go there or something like that. I would. You're going to take us to Hawaii, Bernino? If I well, could, I would. still <laughs> were thinking Iceland, bro. Oh, yeah. Iceland is the, the main goal. Like, no matter what, I really just want to see the place. So, yeah. Oh, we got we got that nice car alarm in the background. Beep. Yeah. Beep. Yeah. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bernie, are we going to pay for us to go to Hawaii, man? You know, I will. I mean, if I if I ever get enough, if I get my own boat or something, I'd say let's go on that boat. But that's like years from now. But uh, yeah, I I think travel wise, it'd be nice to see you guys again, just to get everyone with that same idea that Daniel has for the documentary. Uh, Everyone involved in a trip and documenting it, and just who knows, maybe we're there for work, and then we can capture it all, or we have some idea that we want to do. It can happen, man. I've I've met tons of like traveling uh folks who come in just to washington just for like a week or two um then they want to squish out like an idea for a story and maybe have like two days they got other stuff with them anyways they say let's make it next thing you know they have a little project done for whenever they want to release it and then was it i've I've been i've been at least trying to visit where all my friends lived i I visited sarab in virginia and i know i do want to take up a take two trips one of them has to be in C- to seattle to see C- see seattle and then one has to be in massachusetts because mm-hmm. i want to go to see here bro yeah but that's the beaches the are pretty nice I'm not, though i'm not gonna lie the water i, want, I, I, mean, I don't know bro, if it's in massachusetts exactly you want to go to boston i'll take no, you to boston but no the place i want to go to massachusetts is is in october because i want to actually go to the um salem 
Oh, all right. I would. That would be dope. I could do that. I could bring you to Salem. Because I don't know. It's the, the, I don't know. For me, I love American histories, and you know, the Salem witch trials is something I always thought was intriguing. Hang, hanging witches and all that, and it's like, dude, they do some dope shit for uh, Halloween. And, yeah, that's what I, that's what I heard. So I'm like, I really want to go there, experience it. I feel like that'll be a great. It looks like a cool area to take photos because it's a small town, and Hocus Pocus was filmed there. So <laughs> now that we're kind of talking about the community and the what there is to see, I kind of want to see what's the film community like for everyone and where they are right now. Um, I've never heard a lot about uh, Massachusetts, so I'd be really interested to see what, what it's like over there, Daniel. I mean, dude, I've applied to a bunch of stuff. Like, there's a Hasbro here uh, that is like a toy company that they do a bunch of film stuff. Uh, there's a couple like photography stuff or like sports and things like that, but like I don't know, dude. Is there any of like a There's sort not. of small film community to kind of be involved in or that you kind of see no. sometimes or no? Not really. I mean, there's kind of like the theater side because Massachusetts is like really big in the theater and stuff. But even that, there's not really a film side to the theater as much as there's like a techie side. I, I'm not sure of this. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go throw, go out the limb. But I feel like Daniel's in the same situation as, so Rob, you're 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 too far away from the big city, so film is not that big, but you still try to bring in the photography culture. Yeah, I know, I, I know you you've taken a lot of photos and you've taken a lot of great photos, um, and they're all on your Instagram. And you know, we always we as a group we always critique, you know, help each other, ne- never bashing, but you know, ways to improve because you know. Uh, uh, Yo, not gonna great. lie though, we kind of came at Corbin the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of did. Oh yeah. Uh, do you guys want to talk about that? Anyone want to share the the tea? Uh, long story short, my boy Corbin just needs to be educated in Photoshop. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to diss him. I don't want to make. Yeah. I don't want to put any dirt on his name, but it's just. He is not. He doesn't. He doesn't take pictures with the edit in his head when he's on the photo shoot. And this is something I was talking to him on the phone about because it took me a long time to figure this out too. Like, if you're not thinking about the colors that you're going to use when you edit, and if you're going to put anything in the background or any kind of like whatever bullshit you have in your head, you need to know before you push the button and take that picture. Because yeah. if not, you're going to get into Photoshop and not know what to do, and you're going to fuck your edit up. And then you're going to end up just not liking your picture. Which yeah, I, I feel like... It... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, it feels like you should always that, because I remember... Because Romel, Romel is one of our bigger... Not, not, not bigger photographer, but he takes photography a lot, and he takes it a lot serious that, you know, he, he helps us with tips and tricks. He's, he's the one guy that we go up and ask. Because uh, what he always says, you know, you always want to have that final picture in your mind from the beginning before you even go to the photo shoot. You already know what color schemes and have your color, uh, mood board and knowing what you already want to do in your final product. Not just take mm-hmm. a picture and then think what you're going to do with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's it's like very interesting. Like I personally don't have a like a large photography background compared to like everybody else in the group. But I think it's like it's definitely another field. That's why. Um, or like our friend Ramel is a very you know 
huge photographer. He's a big professional in New York City. And um, he's like one of the strongest backbones that we kind of rely on in terms of like technical questions. But I, it's always true. helpful when we get his like feedback and uh, everything he does because he's constantly, you know, trying to innovate and trying to uh, be more involved in photography and understand every, almost every aspect of it, which is good. And I think uh, it's, a, it's a different world to kind of work in. And for everyone, it's like a big learning process too. So I can see why there's like moments where like uh, we, we either feel really bad for ideas or we notice something that's wrong that, you know, just could be fixed. And I think we're so lucky to like, like Jason said, we're so lucky to have everybody around us to kind of, you know, give us some facts or just tell us something that we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we learn from each other. Like, you know, I know sometimes like Ramel does something and it's like, Oh, how do you do that? And, you know, and we always just, you know, quickly call each other and we, and we, teach each other so we can we can all improve in the end we know we're all helping each other and helping each other improve our photography and i think that's the amazing thing about the friend group we have mm-hmm. yeah like, that's what the greatest thing yeah just being surrounded by so many creatives yeah. like let's say um daniel do you post your picture yet the one we talked about in the in the group chat i've posted uh the last two pictures i still have one more that i have to post of the last model that i use ashley but um it's only because I'm kind of hung up on two pictures that I want to post, but I can only post one. <laughs> Before we forget, you want to uh, say your your Instagram t- handle just so people want to check you out? Oh, sure. It is the underscore official underscore Daniel Shea. Just, just to have that out there. So if these if you guys want to take a look at these pictures, you can go follow my, my boy, Daniel, and uh, – <laughs> support support each creator we have here on on the on the show dude i don't uh, know though when we were talking about it i'm sorry i know the picture that i posted the first picture i posted when we were talking in the group chat not many people liked it bro but i like this picture a lot man yeah and that's the funny thing because everyone that's what i was going to go to i was going to go to the photo that you posted everyone was like i don't like it i'm not feeling it but I saw your, for me, I was the only other person that was like, I saw your vision. I saw what you were trying to capture. Oh, yeah. with, with the like, eyes. Um, and, sorry, go ahead. And, like, that's, that's one of the things. Like, um, art is subjective. So it's everyone everyone's not used to it. But I feel like sometimes the people that are not used to it is because the person, like, you were capturing something that's, like, out thinking outside the box. You were trying to do something different, you know, innovate. And doing something different that people, you know, not used to. And I feel like that's what captures more people's attention is when it's not, they're not used to seeing something like that. Right. Yeah, and it's all like a very you either kind of set into an idea that you really like or a style. Well, for what I've heard, um, every photographer has their own style and specific thing that they like to do. And I think as like a creative who just captures, it's like not really tied to anything for yourself yet, but it's more or less kind of being able to work in a different scenario or like any kind of idea that pops into your head and just making it work so it looks like really great dude um, i really love the 45 degree angle i don't know yeah, if anybody's yeah. noticed that yet but is that like a personal thing like you really like to do like as soon as you start up? Like my sweet spot like if, if i'm with the model and i just like for whatever reason i'm just not getting anything that i like or anything like that i would just rotate so them 45 degrees away from their chest and then have them look towards camera and i always get a good picture yeah, yeah that makes sense. yeah 
and it goes different. Um, last last week we had Sarab, and you know he talked about his photography struggles. You know it's hard to find models that are actually professional models. You know you're working with what you got. And I want to know you're working with Tinder and Bumble, homie. So that's what I was gonna ask you. I was gonna say like, where did you find your 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 photography models, and like, how do you work with people that are not used to modeling? So, if you want like my full like plan, pretty much what I do is on Instagram, I probably DM anywhere from fifty to a hundred girls a day, asking them Whoa, if they man. want to take pictures. <laughs> and then on top of that, I probably swipe anywhere from a hundred to two hundred on both Tinder and Bumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to try and like get matches because the first thing I say as soon as I get a match is, "Do you want to do a photo shoot?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because homie, I, mean, I don't care right now if I'm getting paid or not. I'd rather just take pictures and get experience and just better my craft going into what I want to go into later in life than sit here and be childish and demand I get paid and then have no craft background. And get there and barely no shit. Yeah, it's a lengthy process. You got to start somewhere. Whether like for me personally too, when I try to take pictures, it's usually just people that I know. It's never like an actual full out shoot, uh, unless I generally get lucky to have a couple hours to do something. No, but, I've walked up yeah. to strangers before. Yeah, like you're gonna go and ask. I did that once. We did that once in Florida, but it's genuinely just any oh, way to just I create and that capture. Jay Brandino. <laughs> yeah, but no, like. But what Daniel's talking about, yeah, you do definitely have to start somewhere, whether that's, you know, taking the limb and just trying, trying to capture what, whoever it is and what you can do. And then from there, you start to realize, one, for like the workflow, the ideas that you like to do and the style that you like to approach things. And you really develop yourself and make yourself stronger as a photographer. And then from there, you can grow and do more business business related things. For real. All right, guys, I hate to do it, but I have to jump off the phone. So if you want to, like, continue this, maybe me and Sarab can meet next week or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so, if that's uh, the play, let me know. Just, like, Snapchat me or text me or something, and we'll figure out. And yes, we'll jump yes. back on. I'm totally down. I'm going to try. Huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to have at least, you know, a new guest each week. So before bringing back the same same pe- same same guest. Brandino's just, been, Brandino's just been my co-host. So it's been great to have him here. He loves No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> But uh, I'm definitely gonna see if we can try, you know, next week have a maybe um, have three or four more people in here. I can have five people. The, so. the long-term goal is to eventually get to a point where, if it's not a podcast, it's a large podcast, so we can shoot and set up multi-track audio with everybody in the friend group at one time. True. Yes. So yeah, I, I want to uh, just say thank you, Daniel, for being here and you know helping supporting this, and uh, it was great, great talking to you again. Of course, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Pleasure having you, man. Right. Now it's just you, me, Brandino. So right. that was a good talk. Yeah, I think uh, it's always interesting, you know, getting the moment to just talk to people, and especially in the friend group, uh, mm-hmm. being that we don't see each other as often. But sure. I think just being able to talk about anything, whether it's a struggle we have or an idea that we have, man, it's just so much fun. Yeah, I feel like I don't know, like. When uh when we created the last week's podcast after I just left with like a big smile I was like I really want to do this again already I just want to oh, continue yeah. talking which is uh, funny for the people that listened to the last podcast after we finished we talked for like a good another one hour mm-hmm. an hour another hour or so it was just you know it was just, it's it's I very I feel like it's very therapeutic oh yeah there's just so much that you can spill out and 
you know you don't really get to do it every day depending on where you are um yeah it, it's just like a lot of a lot of fun a lot of talking idea sparking and yeah which comes to the thing that we were talking about in in our group chat. It's funny because our group chat, we do talk about a lot of different topics. And that's why I wanted to create a podcast because I feel like we can talk about stuff that, you know, no people don't talk about or stuff that, you know, that how we're feeling, which is, um, you know, being in a creative field, um, as, as Ramel said, another friend, you don't really make a lot of friends. You, and you, you sometimes you feel alone. So having that group of friends that's why I love our group of friends that we stay connected and we're mm-hmm. able to come and talk to each other and we're always there for each other and you know having this podcast we're able to really like just talk and just and talk about how we're doing and like our our experiences in di- our different locations of where we're at in our state oh yeah and just to touch on the subject I think like uh want to talk more about that uh, just being involved so much and depending uh what you're do- what you're on what you're doing sorry if you're a creator, photographer, filmmaker, it's a very time-consuming hobby or, you know, actually career, in other words, for for people who are, who are doing it, you know. Yeah, trying to balance work and life is a lot harder when you're working 12 hours a day or you're constantly learning for six, six to eight hours a day and then actually working for, like, another six or eight hours. And next thing you know, you do that for a year straight, you're kind of forget the real like touch of uh, life that you should usually have which is you know hanging out with friends or going out to events and just you know living your life as best as you can but I feel like uh, it's largely time consuming but it's not like something that's gonna drain you if you're really passionate about it you genuinely like doing what you do it's just Mm -hmm. unfortunate that there's not enough time in the day or enough like days in the year to really balance those two things out and in the long run that's what kind of drains you out of like uh, your experiences and the people that you meet and, you know, just the other things that usually come with living a normal life, I would say, because uh, you don't really live a normal life. We, like, would you agree if you're constantly creating? Yeah, yeah I agree. Cause like, um, like uh, I had it in my, my head. Um, but like, as you were saying, you know, mentally, you know, you're always being creative and not having, that time to just stop and give your brain a rest. We, in our, in our minds, like we love what we're doing. We love creating. And, you know, you meet all these new people and it's not like we don't have new friends, but at the same time, like we're networking, connecting for our, our creative own reasons. So we can, so in the future projects, we have someone that we can call on that. It's yeah. not like, oh, I'm making a new friend. We're going to be buddies. You know, we're going to go out and have fun every every day or every weekend. It's more about our our own creative purposes. Yeah, I think it's definitely some cases are uh, just a contact and a person you really know to get a job done. But then, I mean, there are those cases where you'll get to work with someone and, you know, you kind of grow a strong friendship depending on what you guys were really like outside of work. Um, it's kind of like that real life scenario where, like, you don't really hang out uh, with your work friends rather than your actual friends and uh, I think there is there is some cases where you'll meet someone like I said uh, has the same ideas or just likes to do the same things you do and uh, sometimes it generally forms into a strong friendship but uh, most of the time it's just people you'll meet for work and then you realize that they're not the same type of person you are or just somebody you generally hang out with and you only ever see each other when you work um, and compared to like real life scenarios where we were in school together when we weren't actually in class. We were 
actually hanging out and going to see movies and going to do all these things that actually build an, an actual relationship. And uh, you can't really do that with work because after 12 hours, everyone's tired and you just want to go home. Yeah. Maybe you'll crack a beer or something after set or whatever, but uh, unless you generally get to know the person, that's when friendships start to form. And that's the tricky thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like back in college, we were able to like, you know, all right, we got our separate time. We have our own time. Like we go out and you know, car rides and we go explore and all that, and we're just just having fun. But when you're on a, like, if you're on a film set or you're you're working on a project with a group, you work with this group for a period of time of your life or of, of the year, and you know, you create a good bond for that moment. Mm-hmm. But once the project's finished and complete, and you, and you some people just, you know, go to the next project. It's like done. Like you don't really, but you, you still have that connection, that work connection, but it's not like, oh, let's hang out next week. Let's hang out next week. Like how we had, like how our group developed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's, that's definitely developed. Yeah. And that's what I feel like some people cause like, oh, sometimes I feel lonely, but, and not blah, 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 but it's something serious. Like, uh, you yeah, feel lonely, but because you're always with a bunch of people, but in reality, like who's your real friends? Yeah, at the end of the day, you're, you're working with all these people. You, so many hands you shake, so many smiles that you, you know, trade with everybody that, you know, when no one actually has to work on the on the hour, you realize everyone's going to go home. They have their own separate lives and you're not as attached to them as you would hope to be. But uh, I don't know. It just depends on when it happens. Uh, but the good thing is it's never a downside, you know. Uh, depending on the lifestyle that you end up having, it just ties into the idea that um, people talk about, you know, your circle or the people that you usually hang out with. And uh, that, which is where I kind of want to talk about is like, from what I hear, it's always good to have like-minded people that you strongly connect with and you actually have a relationship, uh, relationships with. Um, even if they do the same thing you do or they don't do the same thing, it's like the fact that you believe in what they do and, they're a process of like, um, or sorry, or you believe in uh, what they are passionate about and they believe in what you're passionate about. It all ties together because at the end of the day, you want someone who's going to be excited when you talk to them about something you're actually doing that takes up 70% of your life. And they say, that's amazing. And it just feeds you more of a passion to focus on what's taking so much time rather than being with, you know, with people who don't really admire what you do and then kind of drain that passion out of you as you're trying to pursue that kind of uh, busy lifestyle. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's a, it's a lot of uh, real world situations that like drain your energy when you compare it, your like busy life to like a regular life. Um, right, yeah. I know, I know you're trying, you're saying you're going back and forth with it, but yeah, it's like, it's not a, it's, you know, being in the in the film industry, you know, it's not it's not it's not a normal life. But that's oh, but like yeah. Ramel, Ramel. We always talk about Ramel. I gotta get Ramel, Ramel one day on this podcast. Uh, he posted a, he posted a, he shared a, a quote on Facebook or something. He's like, um, "Don't get mad, don't get mad at your friends if they they uh flake or skip on you. You know, we all have our own lives. You know, we all we all have our personal lives." Mm-hmm. That, we got, that we're dealing with, you know, we got bills to pay that, you know, it's not something like there's there's no reason to be petty or upset. Like, oh, he didn't, you know, we didn't hang out this week, blah, blah. Like, he's skipping out. It's like, no, we all have our own lives and, you know, we're all going through stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think to really, for me to like kind of narrow it down is like from how I observe 
my life almost changed in a way where the people that I would constantly hang out with at a young age, you know, we're, we're always free. We got a lot of stuff that we could do. We got so many ideas, but then it's just the process of life when you grow up and everyone around you is like getting jobs or getting their houses or getting married. Uh, life takes a hold of it. Like, and like everything, it just happens naturally. People start, you know, having less free time. You're constantly busy and you should never really bombard him and you should never be bombarded for it either. But it's like, if you're, you know, you're at a point in life where you have to focus more time and energy on something, then you got to do it. And that's just how it is. Not everyone's going to be the same way forever. And uh, I think that the biggest thing, like I was trying to say earlier, was uh, it just matters of who you're really close with, even though it may be a small circle, even though there may not be um, as many people as you want. I think it's just the fact that you're able to do all this stuff the way you want to do it. And at the end of the day, these people are there to support you and they'll still be by your side. Like you guys, like you guys haven't seen each other in a while. Things are still okay and strong and, and yeah. it, it still grows. Like, yeah, I think with now having friends that don't work in the industry, it's kind of a good balance to be honest. Cause like, if I know I don't have to work on the weekends or I have a free day, chances are they don't work on the weekends at all. So I know I can count on them to kind of like hang out or do whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Which was, um, I feel like for for all of us, you know, being a, a independent filmmaker and coming right out of college, I'm glad that we have we we all we all created like what ten of us, eight ten of us in a group chat that we we communicate daily, and I feel like if that wasn't there, most of us will be mentally frustrated, and we don't have that that place that we can just you know go to that we can relieve our stress and we can have talk creatively because mm-hmm. yeah because we have being that these, yeah that flexibility yeah we can talk about anything yeah and like being able to have have somewhere that you can able to talk creative like if i was just if we didn't have a group chat and we never talked you know you just keep everything to yourself and then, and then you and you realize like should i be doing this and you don't you don't sometimes you need that motivation from your friend group that you can't mm-hmm. get from like uh not like not saying normal group of friends but like people that not from the industry that mm-hmm. understand what you're going through yeah just having like-minded people with the same experience and like you know the same passion and the goals is like a big benefit i mean obviously a lot of people they may not have that from what i've heard there are people who are in friend groups from so many different backgrounds that they're never going to talk about anything other than whatever topics are on their mind. Um, so yeah, it's just depending on how you really connect with them. If it's something that you can either talk about anything or, you know, there's something you, you always talk about that only you guys can talk about. That's what really strengthens your uh, relationships with those people. And uh, whatever it is people you guys do or the viewers do, um, there's just those moments where you like tying back to what we were talking about earlier was that we'll be busy. Um, life takes its its moments where you have to focus on one thing or the other. But you know, at the end of the day, if you guys can still stay together and that passion is like we like we have as friends in our friend group, it's still there no matter what. Even if we don't talk for years, that our relationship is the same. I think that's when you know you have a really solid uh, foundation for who your friends are and your and who you would consider like your family. Um, but I mean, in the long run, I would say never never 
downgrade anyone for being too busy or doing anything. It's just understand that that's the process. And uh, yeah, if you guys which are is, good friends, then yeah, it should stay that way. Which is great because, you know, we, we everyone in our friend groups, we're, we're in the early 20s, you know, we're still figuring stuff out. And that's why I love this, this having this podcast right now and create and starting and creating this because it's time that we can just, you know, talk about life and talk about what we're going through. And, you know, for other people that's probably going through go that's you know bad at reach their 20s like what do you want to do or you know like they could probably one one of the people that are listening they can relate to at least one of us mm-hmm. i know they're you know they're, they're not going through this alone you know everyone you know there's other people out there oh yeah there's a lot of people and it's also like you said it's the age thing and just depending on where you are in life um for anyone at least right now if you're either a student or you're getting out of school or you're just constantly trying to make uh, a way for yourself. It's hard, um, depending on, on what you're doing. But uh, for us, at least, and anyone who may be working in the creative field, it's it's definitely hard starting at a young age and just trying to, you know, be on the come up and making one. You have to make your your work for yourself. You have to make a living, and then I think that's just the biggest goal for people like us, at least in in this age, is trying to just establish ourselves, get grounded, and really make a living. Because we're in that we're in that phase of like, you know, are we gonna make our own way? Are we going to decide on a plan and stick with it, or are we just trying to stay flexible to anything that could happen in life? And uh, yeah, I think it's just the timing of it all that it's different for everyone, um, and it can happen uh, in any specific moment in life. But the the biggest thing is just like understanding it's something natural. It's not something that's a sign for the for the worst or something bad. It's just a it's just a part of your human nature and the way we're trying to live. Well, Brandino, I just want to say thanks. You know, this, we're wrapping this up real quick. Uh, I was, I was going to say is like, it's funny because I feel like these conversations get pretty deep because they, they are real. They're, they're real conversations. It's not, it's something that's really like what we think about. Yeah. It's a, definitely something that's coming out from like our experiences and how we're living right now. Uh, but I'm hoping to, to really aim it towards kind of like helpful advice or just like uh, something yeah. that can relate to a lot of people and then just like kind of shedding our advice and uh, our experiences. So, you know, maybe might someone might learn something or someone might just say, Hey, I feel the same way. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's what we're really, what we're really doing here. So. As you know, it's, it's stuff, you know, it's experience we share. And I feel like no lie as, as we, we, the podcast keep going and, and we have, different groups of friends coming in uh there'll definitely be those funny comedic moments oh yeah oh yeah we gotta spice it up a bit we gotta get it flowing you know yeah because in some (laughs) cases yeah some cases we'll probably have something where we just talk about we just mess around and that's what that's what i really want to tie it to eventually too is also those experiences and maybe they're like comedic experiences that we have Um, oh definitely yeah i feel like just you know having a new guest you know we uh you know we, we try to talk about you know bring like introduce a new guest so it gets pretty serious and real but once once that you know the introductions are done and, and and gone you know we can actually just be our silly selves and just have great conversations and funny and comedic go at it, each other oh yeah gonna do something fun yeah one thing one thing about me and brandino you guys probably don't know me and brandino um we don't fight but we like to debate a lot i always say we debate we're not arguing we're debating and we, we mm. like going at it and hearing our different opinions because me and Brandon's opinions are sometimes, you know, he thinks one way and I think the other way. But in the end, we we respect 
we respect each other's opinions. Oh yeah, it's it's like a very, it's a different friendship that I've ever had. But it's like <laughs> if you guys ever go somewhere and you see two people arguing and you ask if everything's okay, and they're like, oh yeah, it's fine. We're just talking about something. Yeah. We're those guys. We're those people you'll see everywhere that do that. And it's not a bad thing. It's definitely a lot of fun, um, especially because like we have our own experiences and like what we talk about and just how how we kind of view life in a whole. It's uh, it's always fun when we get to talk about stuff, and especially when we're in the in a larger group of people when we have everybody um all of our really close friends it's like it gets really interesting so that's what i want to hope to aim for one day like uh, i was mentioning earlier we got to get everyone in one room we got to you know put mics on everybody and just, just talk about anything you know? yeah hopefully one day because right now we we all we do this remotely you know we're all in different locations but maybe one day we can actually have everyone sit down because i feel like when we sit down that's that's when it everything's gonna come at it we're gonna be start roasting each other and you know, coming at each other's necks mm-hmm. like, oh, like, yeah. the, like the good old college days oh yeah it'll be like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you again brandino uh, i want to say thank you again to daniel um he he mentioned his instagram handle i can't remember right now brandy do you remember what he uh i don't know if i can pull it up right now on my phone without closing this out let me see i, I i'll pull it up right now uh, I just want to say thank you for him he, um, for coming to the show. This is the first podcast he was on. And uh, you should follow him. Um, his Instagram handle is the underscore official underscore Daniel Shea. D-A-N-I-E-L-S-H-E-A. Yeah, definitely He's check it out, guys. He's got a lot of stuff. He's a talented photographer talented creative and just a genuine dude entirely if you're also in the massachusetts massachusetts area and you're looking to book a shoot go ahead and hit up my man daniel and he can get you all suited up and good yeah i feel like and he had a good time um talking um so i know he will love to be back again and hopefully he hopefully he will so thank you so much for listening Rainer, you got any last things uh Wash your hands. That's all I got to say. It is a terrible time right now, as many people may know. And I hope everyone stays safe and we can pass through this like nothing. So, yes, stay please. safe, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Take your precautions and make yeah. sure you wash your hands. Wash your hands is the, is the best way, you know, to prevent spreading. Exactly. Not a doctor, but exactly. Yes, we're not doctors, but, you know, <laughs> we're yeah. putting our little two cents in. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Ignore the Fame Podcast, episode two. It's been Jason, basically my co-host, Brandino, and our, our guest has left, but uh, thank you again for Daniel. Uh, have a good one. Take care.